0: I don't have to make this happen for myself because you know why you put me on this earth and you're going to be the best person to fulfill what you started, you know, to complete what you started in me. So I don't have to worry. I don't have to strive. I don't have to try to make it happen. I just need to trust you.
1: This is the Worship Circle Podcast. Hi, this is Todd Fields and I want to welcome you to episode 17 of the Worship Circle podcast our special guest this time around is mrs meredith andrew Suter. meredith is a fellow worship circle coach fellow worship leader daughter of the king just a gifted songwriter and i cannot wait for you to hear our conversation god uh, just breathe some awesome truth and encouragement through her that's going to be coming your way in just a second Before we do, we want you to know this, the reason we do this whole thing, this whole online mentoring thing called Worship Circle is because you're at a church somewhere, your church has a name, and maybe it's a denomination different from someone else down the street or someone else across the country. It doesn't matter what the name, the denomination is, we're all following Jesus, we're all leading people to respond to the greatness of who he is, what he's done, The redemption story of the cross and the resurrection. We're leading that song on the earth, joining with heaven, and our purpose week after week is for you to know that you are loved, that you're not alone, regardless of whether you're in a cubby by yourself or you're surrounded by a massive team. It doesn't matter. We're all in this together, and that's our purpose. We'd love for you to check out Worship Circle and experience it for yourself. You can do that This August, on August 21st, we're having a three-hour online summit. It's a training and time for you to jump in a community group and taste what Worship Circle is. You can sign up for that now, space is limited, by going to worshipcircle.com forward slash summit. You can put your name down. It's $49 to register, space is limited, and it's first come, first serve. So jump in that now to taste it, to check it out. We also, we, and this is the first time we're announcing this, we have a rest retreat, which is literally, it's my favorite event of the year. We are gonna gather in the southeast in Georgia, and it's gonna be January 30th through February 1st. All six of our coaches will be there live leading worship together, and you will be worshiping with us. You'll be hearing some great content. You'll be meeting some new worship leaders from around the country. You'll be resting, and that's why we call it rest. We believe that we can't do until we be, So we've crafted this three-day conference for you to literally unplug and get back to remembering why you do what you do. One of the ways you can help us out today is by going to iTunes and giving us a rating, a following, a review. If God's been using this podcast to encourage you, would you do that for us? It helps us out, and it gives us great feedback to play off of and um, to know how to better serve you. So thank you for doing that. Also, on social media, you can go to Worship Circle on Instagram. To Follow us or if you're a Facebook user, you can go to at my worship circle and follow us on that. We're going to be delivering content from time to time that will hopefully be a great encouragement to you no matter where you are serving. Well, today, as I said at the top of the bumper here, our special guest is just a, a woman who's become a dear friend to me and our worship circle coaches She loves God, and you can tell that by listening to to the interview we did. And she loves for people to know him in corporate worship, to experience his presence in corporate and private worship. And I love also what Meredith's going to talk about, just what we all are assigned to with our unique call and place God's put us in right now. So keep your ears up for that. Get your notepad out. Make some mental notes. And I hope that you're encouraged to love God more, and you're encouraged to know that He sees you right where you are after you listen to this interview. So it's my honor and joy to introduce my fellow Worship Circle coach and sister, Mrs. Meredith Andrews Suter. Hey, everybody. I am honored to have my friend uh, Meredith Andrews Suter on the line with us. Meredith, thanks for being with us today on the Worship Circle podcast. Yeah,
0: of course. Thanks, Todd. Thanks for having me.
1: <laughs> you are, um, you've you become a dear friend just through worship circle, but I'm thinking back in my mind of the first time I heard you. I was in the car with a friend of mine, Matt Williams, who's a publicist. Oh, yeah. He was working at, at North Point at the time, and he's like, there's this uh, new worship leader out. You got to hear this song, not for a moment. So he played it for me, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. and uh <laughs> just your music through the years has been such an encouragement I know to so many people listening so first off thank you for that and oh, yeah, you know just being faithful as a writer and as a leader um, then we got to meet a few years later in Chicago um, at a one day thing for Catalyst it was very brief but you and Jacob came in the green room Yep. Um, and then crazy thing you know as worship circles growing I'm just always praying and our team's praying and going Lord we're looking for mentors and coaches of People that have kind yeah. of been around a little bit, have some experience, but also have a heart to pour into others. Yeah. And God just laid you on my heart. Um, I was listening to some of your music, and I told my wife, Carrie, and so called you up, and Jacob was there. <laughs> uh,
0: no, I remember that very well. I remember where I was. I was in Matt Marr's studio. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I had a conversation with you. Yeah. But here's,
1: so the crazy, here's the crazy thing, and this is how God huh. works. Like a, a few weeks later, I'm at Natalie Grant's house doing a podcast interview with her, and just talking to her about the whole thing, and she goes, "Todd, you know who would be amazing at this?" And I was like, "Who?" She goes, "Meredith." And I was like, "Are you kidding me? Like, it's cr- <laughs> it's just crazy because God, when God pulls the trigger on something, He just yeah. keeps confirming and affirming to yeah. different people. Oh, but-
0: for sure. Well, I I mean. Worship circles changed my life. There are most days I don't feel really adequate to be a coach. But like honestly, because these girls are coaching me too, you know, like they're encouraging me. And so I'm so honored to be a part of this family and excited about this term and excited to see what God's going to do through the girls in my group and everybody that's linked up, linked arms with us. Like it's what a privilege.
1: Well, we thank you for jumping in, and uh, all the girls that hang out with you love it. And the cool thing, and the crazy thing, and I know you feel this way too, is that most of us never will feel ready for what God yeah. calls us to. That's and, so um, true. <laughs> whether it's introducing a new song or standing in front of people we're scared of, yeah. it. it's like, that's
0: I'm the just truth. saying,
1: hey, I've called you to do this, so be obedient. Yeah, uh,
0: exactly. And that's everything. Just be That's right. Stepping on faith, being obedient.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, hey, let's back up a little bit and just, I want to dig into your life a little bit. Some of the things God's taught you through the years and uh, just several, I mean, some people may not know, but kind of what's your just quick synopsis story of, I mean, I, I know, obviously you probably sang some as a as a little one, played piano yeah. and was learning that at home. But yeah. I mean, what was it like for you? Was there some epiphany at the age of five or 10 that you are like, you heard a voice <laughs> from God
0: and well, <laughs> you're like, this okay. is what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> yeah. So my mom was one of the worship leaders at our church. We went to a tiny Assembly of God church growing up in a tiny town in North Carolina. And uh, we were there all the time, like every service. Every time the doors were open, we were there. I gave my heart t- to Jesus when I was five years old, three weeks in a yeah. row, just to make sure, awesome. you know, that sort of thing. And then when I was six, um, I, I would listen to my mom when she would practice at home. Like She she had this little thing called a songmate. It was basically a karaoke machine with tape decks and a speaker and two <laughs> microphone jacks. And yeah. she'd turn, put on her tracks and she'd sing. And I would just sit there and listen to her and sing along. And I don't even remember how it happened. But when I was six, I ended up singing my first solo in church. And it was, I love you, Lord. And uh-huh. um yeah, and I guess, I don't know if they thought I was cute or something because it's just stuck and they kept sticking me up there. So um, yeah. when I was 12, uh, I remember we started a little youth band and my friend Tiffany and I ended up being like the backup singers and I got to play tambourine and it, I just thought it was <laughs> the coolest thing. So I'm just yeah. like, that was really the first time I was learning harmonies too. Um, right. That was right right around the first time I wrote my first song and uh, it w- had six verses and no chorus because, you know, yeah. I, I didn't know what I was doing. You got to start somewhere. Um, sure. But when I was 12 is really when I just started pursuing the Lord. And um, mm-hmm. I grew up in a youth group that our youth pastor always pushed that. He was like, you know, this you got to make this thing your own. You know, you can run after yeah. Jesus in your own time and you'll find him. And so I would turn on Delirious or Vineyard or Rita Springer, you know, Mm -hmm. and I would just go to town and the Lord met me there. And that's where he began to cultivate this thing of just wanting to worship him and be in his presence consistently. And um, I I had started taking piano when I was little. um, And so when I was about 14 or 15, my youth pastor was like, hey, I want you to start playing keys for our youth band. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. Like, I, I know how to read music, you know. And he's like, well, here, just here's a chord chart. And whenever you see a chord, you just play like one, three, five in your right hand and octaves in your left. And I was like, yeah. okay, I'll do that. So <laughs> right. that's what I did. And that's how I started playing keys oh. and uh, for church and um, started, I guess, like, kind of led my first set I remember it so well I don't remember the songs but I remember mm-hmm. like leading my first set for our youth night um been sitting down at the piano and like having all my whole like binder of chord charts and picking uh. out songs and you know and I was <laughs> like I just want to make sure this flows good you know it flows well
1: little did you know
0: little did I know I know <laughs> yeah. but and I, I was so nervous for that too and I'm sure some stuff went wrong but I just was hooked and I was like, man, this is, I love doing this. I love seeing people engage with God through yeah. worship and through music. And, um, but I, I never really said, oh, I'm going to be a worship leader when I grow up or I'm going to like sure, be a Christian. I, I, I wasn't sure. Like I knew that it was, I love doing it probably more than anything else, um, but I was just like, well, maybe God has something else for me. I don't know. I just want to keep my options open. And
1: <laughs> Sure, yeah.
0: I, I um, always said when I was a kid that I wanted to be a missionary. And I started going yeah. on mission trips and um, actually majored in family and child development when I went to Liberty, um, thinking I was going to work at an orphanage in Guatemala. Um, but all the so while you was, Wait, wait,
1: wait. So you went to huh? Liberty with not yeah. even thinking music?
0: No, not really. I mean, yeah. I was on um, I tried out for like the the worship teams, like the singing teams right. because there was scholarship involved. <laughs> yeah. So I, but my first two years, I was on a team called Light Ministries and like we did all the we were the missions focus team. okay So we would go do um, missions conferences at church at churches. And then we would go on a mission trip every year. And my yeah. freshman year, I went to Guatemala, fell in love with that place. And those kids there and just thought, oh, I could spend some significant time here. Went back every year, um, several times a year when I was at Liberty. But when I was a junior, I was on the campus praise team. So we led worship for all campus services. And there was wow. like six a week. And one Wednesday night in November, it's just one of those, ni- you know, you have those moments in your life that just marks you.
1: Um, sure. That you just
0: always remember. That was kind of a pivotal moment for me. Well, yeah. one night I was leading worship um, and I was singing a song called Sing to the King <laughs> that oh, well, I'm sure yeah. you're very familiar with. And I Billy sung Foot. Like, yes, yeah. that's right. I had sung a hundred <laughs> times at Liberty. But wow. that night it was like something shifted in my heart. And I just knew that I knew that that was what I was called to um to lead people in worship and because you know like i it was just i knew that it was going to be a part of my life for the rest of my life because when i'm leading worship and when i'm watching people encounter god um through worship like that's the thing that makes me come most i just feel like it makes me come alive you know and i feel the closest to the lord when i'm doing it so that was kind of just like um stake in the ground that night. I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I don't know what it's going to look like, but,
1: yeah.
0: um, and I'll, I'll say this really quick. Cause it is a big part of my story. When I was 17, I went to a Rebecca St. James concert and, um, she was talking about just surrendering your life and surrendering your gifts. And, mm-hmm. you know, that night just watching her and the way that she like drew people in and ministered to people through the songs that she had written, I was like, wow, God, yeah. I'd love to do something like that, but it's yours. Like whatever you want to do with my songs, whatever you want to do with my, the gift that you've given me, I'm, I'm game, you know? And yeah. the Lord said to me so clearly Todd that night, just Meredith, be faithful where I've placed you. And, mm-hmm. you know, at the time just leading worship for my youth group and going to these little churches in the country, <laughs> you know, singing my songs. And yeah, that's been the thing that I've carried my whole life. Um yeah. You know, I left Liberty and I went to uh, Harvest Bible Chapel in Chicago. I was on staff there for 10 years and uh-huh. um, signed a record deal in the middle of that. And that's the thing that I've carried is just trying to be faithful with what God's put in my hand in that season. And yeah, man, it's been a journey and I'm really grateful for the faithfulness of God in my own life and the fact that he's just so patient with me and that he would even use my life you know i'm really like yeah. i mean humbled to tears that like i get to partner with god yeah um and see people get set free in his presence like wow that's yeah. my job like
1: how did i get
0: this gig you know
1: it oh blows my, my mind. gosh that's a whole different mindset I, I i love your heart and the softness here in this moment because that really is what i I know about you just from watching you. Um, it's just awesome to see you steward it that way, um, mm. and it's a powerful, powerful opportunity. Meredith, yeah. I know you talk. I know you talk about this, but let's go back. There's probably some worship leaders listening right now that are either mm. college age or they're thinking of going. You know, they're kind of in that age where they maybe maybe were leading in their church a little bit, and they're thinking, "God, is this what you want me to do? Yeah. What do I, you know, what do I do with this? Do I go get a degree? Right." And, right. Part of me really loves the fact that you you weren't even seeking it out.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: and God just was like, hey, you know, I'm writing your story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to be a missionary, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be different than maybe even what you thought.
0: Right. But exactly. what would you
1: say just to encourage that whole, you know, I'm coming out of high school. I've been in my youth band. Okay, God, what do I do now?
0: Yeah. Well, here's the thing, Todd. I think we can often paint ourselves into a corner. Because yeah. we have this like thought process or um, we envision what our lives are supposed to look like. And I mm-hmm. mean, when I was in high school, I had it laid out, you know, or I had, I had plans, I had dreams. Yeah. And every plan that I had fell through. It did not yeah. come to pass. And so I think like uh, what I would encourage people that are in that stage of life to remember is like exactly what you said is that God is writing your story and your story isn't meant to look like anybody else's and so instead of like boxing yourself in like just go okay God it's yours whatever you want to do I'm like I'm an open book (laughs) and I'm just on this journey with you and it's an adventure and I get to just discover you at every turn and believe that you're going to not only provide for me but you're also going to fulfill the things that you've set into motion when i was born you know that like and it's not going to be in my time and it's not going to look like what i think or what i propose in my head but it's going to be so much better and um i think like it's so important for us to lean into the process and just let god do what he wants to do in the current season where we are and not Mm -hmm. get ahead of him and not just like you know think oh it's got to happen this way this way this way but just go, yeah. God. You're you're in it, and I trust you. And so I'm just going to listen in this moment, and I'm going to try to be faithful in this moment with what you've, um, what, what with what you've put in my hand to do. And yeah. the Lord just he he does it, and we don't have to worry. We don't have to like um, conjure anything up. We just have to be faithful with leaning in, listening for His voice, um, and mm-hmm. allowing Him to just speak into the process and make us who we're meant to be. And I'll say this too, and this might be even a question and we can dive more into it because it's so important to me that, you know, like I know what it's like to be a college kid and to be freaked out about the future, but also really excited and like, you know, you kind of feel like (coughs) you have the whole world at your disposal and you're just like, all right, here we go, you know, but uh, it is, it is so Necessary, I believe, um, for us to just allow God to grow us as individuals and to develop our character and our integrity. And a lot yeah. of times, most often than not, that development happens in hidden places and secret places. It happens in hard places, you know, where yeah. we're stretched and we're grown and um, we have to learn to deal with disappointment and unmet expectations. And we just have to keep coming back to God. I trust you. Yeah. Um, I don't have to make this happen for myself because you know why you put me on this earth and you're going to be the best person to fulfill what you have started, you know, to complete what you started in me. So I don't have to worry. I don't have to strive. I don't have to try to make it happen. I just need to trust you.
1: That's such an amazing, Thing, Meredith, and I. if As you're saying that, I'm thinking about me, and I'm, I'm just thinking about how many times in my life I really, really wanted something, yeah, and I was st- striving to make it happen, right. and it never happened. But God had something way better than what I was even striving That's for. That's <laughs> what, it. What? Um. Yeah. Any stories about things? You know that you feel free to share. You don't have to, but any. Anything specifically in your mind or in your story, just in your journey as a worship leader, as an artist that you were thinking, you know, I really would like that. I, I need that or I would want that. But that God mm-hmm. was like, hey, it's not time or right. I have a different path for you.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, <laughs> I think a lot of it for me has come in the form of um, just, yeah, it's just like facing that disappointment and going like, oh, I really thought that was going to happen. I really yeah. thought. So uh, for instance, like um, when I signed my first, when I, well, when I signed a record deal with Word, which I've been with them for over 10 years, um, you know, w- there was all this like, uh, this is just, you know, me being completely candid, but there yeah. was all this like hype around it, you know, like, Right. billboard wrote this article about me about like how's the next amy grant or sounds like well i don't play guitar and i sing <laughs> mostly worship songs but okay yeah. um but, you know and it was just all this stuff and i was like okay sweet like this is gonna be exciting and amazing and it's just gonna like go gangbusters and whatever yeah. well <clears throat> it didn't and um yeah. and i had to wrestle with that for a long time like i had a i had one I think I had one single, maybe two off of that record. Yeah. Um, and one of them did fairly well. My very first single, I think was like, whatever, top five. I never pay attention to that stuff anyway, but that's what people yeah. tell me. So, um, and that was cool, but it was a ballad. <laughs> it's like, who, who, <laughs> who leads, uh, you know, with their, uh, the first single ever with a, a ballad it was just like piano only. <laughs>
1: I don't know, Absolutely, but,
0: yeah. And uh, but it was like it was a very important song for me. It was a very personal song for me. It's called "You're Not Alone." Um, but I think like I had to um, when I, when everything just kind of like settled, and I realized that you know it wasn't just going to go through the roof like I had kind of envisioned or like everybody had said. I just had to sit with the Lord and go, okay, God, is this really what you call me to? Like, I thought I heard you right. I thought this was like, these were the doors you opened. I didn't go knocking on any doors. You've made this happen. I didn't ask for a record deal. They came to me, you know, that sort of thing. And the Lord was just so, like, I just love him. (laughs) I I can just see him, like, just going, like, this is for your good. This is, like, part of your process, and you (laughs) need this. Because the thing is, like, if if it had, you know, kind of skyrocketed, I think I just, I would have been a hot mess. Like, yeah. I needed to actually walk through disappointment yeah. and be able to give that over to the Lord and, and be reminded and even, so, like, more founded in the fact that my identity is not in how many records I sell wow, or yeah. how many people know my name. My identity yeah. isn't even in what I do. Or what I'm called to. My my identity is founded solely in who God says that I am, and what whatever happens to me, or 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 even the things that my choices like that doesn't change my identity. And so, like I had to get back to that place, and I'm still. I feel like it's something that Lord is continually bringing me back to because it's a lesson that I think we're all repeatedly learning, but not just repeatedly. I think we're learning it in deeper ways. And it's like these layers are being peeled back and we're going, "Uh, this is who I really am. And Mm -hmm. I need to be okay with the fact that if the Lord asked me to lay down this thing tomorrow, that I'd be all right to walk away with it, just knowing that I was being obedient and I still had his presence, you know? yeah, And uh, and that's what like the disappointment has taught me not to, Place my hope in um anything external or you know successes or uh you know accolades from people or the world but just to go like if i have the favor of god if i have the presence of god i have everything
1: yeah yeah what's crazy though is i see your countenance and you know pictures you post and i know you know you've got kids and jacob and family and i'm like I don't just from the outside looking in and even from knowing you a little bit in worship circle, I don't feel like you're lacking a whole lot right now that no. maybe those pr- those promises would say I need this to be fulfilled or successful. I look right. at you as, as a friend and as a brother and go, wow, you're rich and you've got an amazing family. And yeah. God's just, you know, gifted you in so many ways and given you so much opportunity. It's just yeah. really cool to see.
0: Yeah. Thanks for saying that. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. absolutely blessed and so, so grateful.
1: Two things. Well, one, you said something about being just content in our identity and who God created us to be. And yeah, I th- we, we've we talked a little bit about this. I think I even talked about it on a uh, podcast with Paul. We hit it on a little bit, but just to remind leaders out there that I think that we all can can say I want to be like that person or if I only sounded like them or and we and we sure you know what you're hitting on something that's key that Paul and I were talking about and I just want you to echo it this like there's no other you right there's there's no other you know God has so got his plan for you yeah you know
0: yeah that's exactly right and <laughs> you know I, well here's the here's the thing Todd like we live in such a unique day and in a unique culture yeah. where we have a window to pretty much everyone's highlights, you know? Yeah. Um, we have a window to um, <laughs> you know, I was even I was talking to Christy, I don't remember if it was like in a, in a, in worship circle, or we were just talking to ourselves, but she was like, you know, I'm I, I'm looking on everybody's Instagram, and everybody's killing it, you know. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> yeah. you get that feeling, like, <laughs> oh man, I should be doing more, you know. Like, okay. but the reality is, like, oh man, our journeys are so unique and so beautiful yeah. and so necessary in and of themselves. Like what God, what God has put in each of us to bring, um, yeah. to the world. In this day, like for such a time of the as this, it's like only you can carry what God has assigned for your life. He's put something oh, on wow. your life, and yeah. only you can steward that. Only you can carry that. Only you can present that
1: to yeah. the people
0: that are in your sphere. Whether it's you know people that you're serving on a weekly basis, it's whether it's your family, whether it's people you meet at the grocery store. Like there's something yeah. on your life that is unique to you, and it. It is so needed and is so desirable mm-hmm. to the people around you, whether or not they even know it, um, yeah. because you carry the presence of God in a beautiful, unique way. Yeah. And, um, you know, Henry and uh, Alex Seeley are the pastors at our church in Nashville, The Belonging, and Alex just yeah. wrote a book and she's talking the other day about um, how, like, there's, you know, seven billion people on the planet and each of us have a different imprint of the image of God. Like we're each, wow. and and most of those people don't even know that, you know? But like to to think that each of us were um, designed and 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 uniquely created to bear the image of God in a different way, because there's no end to God. There's no, like you don't run out of facets of the character and the beauty of God. And that's why each of us, Together, all seven yeah. billion of us, and those that have gone before <laughs> us, and those that will come after us, we are image bearers, and we carry something different and unique. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are no two people the same on the planet, and so I think, like even for me, you know, like, um, if I can just be honest, like, here I am in worship circle, and I'm probably maybe one of the least known coaches, you know, like, like who's Meredith? That's how I feel sometimes. And I'm not, that's not just me being self-deprecating, but you know, like, um, I know that like so many people love Kim and have followed her ministry and I have too, and have been so blessed by it. And like, man, what an authority she carries. And Christy, man, I've listened to Christy since I was in college (laughs) and I've always just thought like, I think I'm pretty sure she has the voice of an angel, you know? Yeah. And so (laughs) I, I've had to just even say, okay, God, what is my place here? What yeah. is my unique role here in worship circle? And and even among like so many women who carry the presence of God mm-hmm. so beautifully. And it's just learning to step into that unique spot and go yeah. like, this is where I fit. This is where I belong. This is what I carry. And I don't actually have to try to outdo someone else. And I don't no. have to try to do what they do. I can actually just step into this what God has assigned to my life. And we can just link arms together. And it's like, I just see this beautiful, like front line of all of us just linked in arms together, carrying um, Mm. this thing on our lives, carrying the purposes of God, advancing the kingdom of God. And that's so necessary for, I keep saying the word necessary, but like, I don't know.
1: (laughs) It's a necessary Um, day.
0: (laughs) It is. It's a necessary day. I mean, it's like (laughs) urgent to me for, Uh, this generation to understand you don't have to pattern your thing after somebody you see on Instagram. You don't have to strive to be the next, you know, Lauren Daigle or whatever. You just serve where God has planted you and he'll speak over your life and he'll breathe into your calling and he'll make it happen in a way that you never could on your own. And And I just love that we get to champion one another, too, as worship leaders, as people in this community together, that we get Mm -hmm. to be flag wavers. And I was thinking about that this morning, like, you know, we live in such a selfie culture. (laughs) (laughs) What if we posted more about what god is doing through other people around us than we posted about ourselves you know like what if we what if we waved the the people around us what if we waved their flag higher than we waved our own you know and i think there's something really special about going hey this is what god is doing through my life i just want to share it that's awesome but i want to i want to be able to do that about the people that i know that god is using you know around me too the people that he's using in my life and just going i'm going to I'm gonna wave their flag, you know, I'm gonna cheer them on. I think there's something so amazing about that.
1: That would be radical change. <laughs> it would <Yeah>. be amazing. <laughs> hey, as you're talking something, I don't remember who said this, and you may remember this example, but when you're talking about our uniqueness, our unique story, our place, that we each carry is the presence of God. Someone said this the other day, and it blew my mind that they said that when you praise God with your mouth, you're the only person in the in all of creation with those exact coordinates longitude and latitude in that space right in existence speaking right. praise to god That's <laughs> and awesome. i was like it blew my mind i'm going oh my so gosh good. each of us as worship leaders each of you listeners when you lead week after week you are breathing out i love what redman says breathing in his grace and breathing yeah. in his praise yeah. you're the only person Representative of the kingdom of God, the spirit of God in you, speaking praise to God in that particular physical square inch of space coming out of your mouth. Yeah, and, uh, that's insane. It's just, it's just as we talk, it's it, you know, leaders are listening, and Meredith and I are just going, Man, be you and praise yep. him loud right where you are and carry the yep. torch of Absolutely. freedom of what God's put in you to do and carry. Yeah. Um, hey, let's Come talk on. about family a little bit. Um, okay, let's do it. You're married to an awesome guy. I've only met him one time, but oh my gosh, producer, songwriter, but probably just an amazing husband and dad too. But tell us a little bit about Jacob and what what happened to get you guys together.
0: Well, Jacob was a first of, Uh, a a keyboard player so he was um, playing keys for Jeremy Camp when we met and um, I was just visiting Nashville because I was living in Chicago at the time and I was just visiting like writing and um, recording some demos and stuff and I ended up going to a Jeremy Camp showcase during GMA week which is the they used to have a big to do like a big week around Dove Awards back in the day and so that's what it was they had showcases every night and I ended up going to um, Jeremy's showcase and we met backstage and ended up going out um, to dinner with the band afterwards. And we went on our first date the next day and got married a year later. So man, <laughs> now, like, it'll we'll, we'll be 10 years for us in, uh, I think, about two weeks. So, well, yeah. I mean, I don't know when Congratulations. the are podcast, but in May. So, um, yeah, so we're just uh, 10 years, three kids and a puppy later. We're just <laughs> living the dream.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, love, so, I love, the, yeah. p- love the puppy pics.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, that was just so crazy. We've been wanting to get a dog, and we found yeah. her on the side of the road on Easter Sunday. And she's such a sweet little pup. We called her. We call her Lily because we found her on Easter. Oh, yeah. Hey, Meredith,
1: what would you say to married couples in ministry, or you know, people kind of serving together and trying to balance family and ministry? What are any insights or pointers or things you guys have learned?
0: Yeah, I've learned so much, Todd, man. I mean, this could be a separate podcast. You know? Yeah, <laughs> we'll um, just touch on it. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, first of all, I would say that one of the biggest lessons that Jacob and uh, Jacob and I have learned and are still learning um, is that you have to create time to be a family. You have to yeah. make time. You have to be intentional with it. It's not going to fall in your lap. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to create margin in your life where you can rest um and where you can just unplug and where you can get away with your family and you know i mentioned to you earlier we just on uh on sunday and monday we just kind of stole away for a little fun trip to dollywood cuz we just needed some time we could tell like our kids sure. just needed some intentional time with us we needed to just go have some fun together and that's what we did and it was i mean it gave us so much life and uh i would just margin 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 i'm of the um the way that i'm wired um, is that I look at a space on the calendar and I go, how can I fill that? And yeah. just naturally. And so I've had to learn to create space. I've had to learn to just go, oh, there's a blank space in the calendar. Perfect. I'm not mm-hmm. going to fill it with anything. You know, I'm going to go have lunch with my son at school. Um, I'm going to, you know, go right. to the playground with my two little ones, you know, like, so uh-huh. it's so necessary. And I, um, I'm getting, I, was meeting with a girl today who our our friend EB who's um part of worship circle and I just told her like I'm getting really good at saying no. <laughs> and I wasn't I wasn't It's so hard, it. but it's so necessary. It is hard, but it's it is it is like it is everything because you have to protect what's the most mm-hmm. important thing and um you know Jacob and I've gotten to a place in the past where we didn't protect our marriage and we didn't protect our family and we got really burned out because we didn't know yeah. how to say no. And, and, and it took a lot of just um, restoration and counseling mm-hmm. and relearning some things um, yeah. for us to get to a healthy place again. And yes. praise God, we are in a healthier place than we've ever been. And the Lord is just so faithful to us. So I would just say, like, make time. For your family yeah. because they are the most important thing and when you can't sing another note like you're gonna have your family and that's your legacy yeah. um and another that's thing so i would good. say yeah another thing i would say too that i've realized um so i guess clearly is that when we're in ministry and when we're kind of on the front lines and pouring into people on a regular basis the enemy would love nothing more than to take us out. And he's going to start where it hurts. He's going to start where it's yeah. it's closest to our hearts. And so he's going to start with our marriages and he's going to start with our families. And so I would just say, guard your marriage and be aware of the attacks of the enemy. Be yeah. aware of his tactics. Um, and so it's so important for us just to guard our marriages and to guard um and just to be aware that the enemy wants to take us out and he's only trying to steal and to kill and to destroy and even when mm-hmm. we have these little arguments on the way to church like chances are the enemy's just like oh yeah see yeah yeah because yeah. you're not perfect and you you don't deserve to lead these people and blah 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 but he's can't believe the lies and you just got to know he's after your marriage and that's to just oh
1: gosh, give us yes.
0: more like add more fuel to the fire for us to protect them and to steward them well and to guard them and to pray over one another as husbands and wives and just yeah to love one another so intentionally
1: i bet if we could uh, look back over the calendar like the the percentage of how many marital issues happen on Saturdays <laughs> right? <laughs> compared, compared to the oh, rest man. of the year would be like, are you kidding me?
0: So it's true. Like, it
1: always seems like it's the day before. And then you walk yeah. in, you're going, Lord, I'm not prepared. Uh, I'm right, no exactly. good. I can't I'm do not this. The right I'm in headspace. Yeah, yeah, I'm a stinker. I'm worthless. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally. like God's going, no, that's not who you are. You that's know.
0: right. Oh, man, I've been there so many times.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, I just want to thank you for, gosh, just following the Lord the way you have and being willing to pass on things he's teaching you um, in this podcast, but just with your life, with your songs, and with the ministry that God's given to you now. um, This is an artist with a belonging company at Church in Nashville, and uh, we just really appreciate you um, doing all you've done for the kingdom.
0: Oh, yeah, it's such a privilege.
1: Well, Meredith, thanks so much for being with us today. Before we wrap up, I would love for you just to tell the ladies listening out there a little bit about your experience with your Worship Circle small group, kind of what it's meant to you, what you've learned, and what you would say to anyone listening.
0: Yeah, well, like I said at the beginning, I feel like, you know, my girls have kind of mentored me in so many ways just in the way they've encouraged me and just even seeing them grow in the time that we've had together you know from the very first um little meeting on worship circle to the last one where i like literally teared up and i'm like i'm gonna (laughs) never see you guys again which isn't (laughs) true you know but um it's just been so sweet to have a community of girls um that are kind of in the trenches together all of us are you know have different roles and are some of us are in different stages of life, but just to have people that we can bounce ideas off of people that we can have praying for us on a regular basis. Um, I mean, it's so essential and it's been amazing just to see that community and and girls just come together from all over the world. Essentially, you know, we had a girl last term, um, from Germany and, uh and just hold each other's arms up and just to say, like, you're not alone in this. And I've actually walked through something similar and here's how I handled it. Or um, this is what the Lord showed me through that season of my life. And it's been so beautiful. And I'm excited for, you know, yeah. term this term and all the terms to come. <laughs> all
1: the terms to come. Yeah, we're just following <laughs> yeah. the Lord on it, whatever he That's wants right. to do. But hey, if you're That's out right. there and you're a female worship leader, um, you can actually apply for Merida Small Group. Our next term starts in October. And all you need to do is go to worshipcircle.com forward slash program. You can see all the program details and then submit us an application. We'll review your video and your story. And I know Meredith would love to meet you. And the crazy thing, Meredith, you you, you see this. But once you meet these people and go on a journey with these like-minded, like-hearted sisters you're basically friends for life i mean you that's true it's not it's not that you're always going to be you know reaching out emailing or tagging each other on social media about everything but you've had an experience together that you'll never forget and you've always got like you said some people to help hold your arms up
0: yeah so good so true well
1: hey would you pray us out just pray for leaders listening and uh i'd love to be great
0: for sure God, thank you so much that um, you are always faithful to us, no matter what we walk through, no matter what season of life we're in, no matter what we encounter along the way. God, you are um, a God who keeps your promises. And so, Lord, we choose to rely on you and to trust you. No matter what comes our way, we choose to keep our eyes on Jesus, the author, the perfecter of our faith. And, um, Lord, I do pray for every leader that's listening, every person who um, is just just desiring to see people engage in worship, Um, not just lead songs, but lead people in a way that impacts their lives, that changes their lives, that takes them um, to a deeper place in their walk with you. And God, I pray for all the leaders that are stewarding, Um, the gifts that you've entrusted to them, um, the families that you've entrusted to them, the callings that you've entrusted to them. Lord, I just ask that you would um, strengthen them for the task at hand. I pray, God, that they would fall more in love with Jesus than they ever have before, that they would not um, see leading worship as a gig, but as just a chance to engage with the living God and chance to encounter you and a chance uh, chance to take people there. Mm -hmm. And God, I just ask that we as worship leaders um, would seek intimacy with you, that we would seek you, um, that we would be in open conversation with you, Holy Spirit, at all times, listening for your voice, just wanting to follow your lead, just wanting to say yes to what you've asked us to say yes to and to say no to what is for someone else. And God, I just pray for all these leaders that you would encourage their hearts, you would draw them so close to you, that they would know how loved they are, that their Mm -hmm. identity is not found in what they do, but in who you say they are and that they would base their lives on that in jesus name amen
1: hey thanks for listening today and we want you to remember that as you lead we stand with you there are thousands in the kingdom united with you to bring the message of hope in christ as you lead week after week we'll see you next time